Welcome to the Stab Cast. It's me, Dan. And Mindy. Hootie Hoo. Hootie Hoo. We're back here on another Sunday, and we're here to review the Dark Pictures Anthology House of Ashes uh, from Supermassive Games. Uh, I believe it is their third, third entry in the Dark Pictures Anthology. We're kind of going out of order, but this one looked the coolest, so mm-hmm. uh, we're like, we're going to do this one first. But the uh, Supermassive Games and their interactive storytelling adventures are a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun on the show with the quarry. Yeah. And we're kind of doing this a part of a series, uh, you know, throughout the summer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to get into it. I we, am, too. We got news? Um, I'm trying to check because I had something written down here that was coming out in September, on September 8th. Okay. Well, while you're looking, uh, I saw a new trailer for that new Boogeyman reboot. Okay, how's it look? Fucking awesome. It looks way better than the the original. Good. I, think, I saw a trailer for it, too, and I, I would say the same thing. Yeah, it's really eerie and creepy, and, you know. It looks like they're going to do it right this time. I think so. So, I'm excited Thank for God. it. I think it comes out June 2nd. All right. Well, that's very, very good. Come on. And that's that's something that always felt like underutilized to me is the Boogeyman property. And it, it was strange to me. They only got like two movies out of it, they right? Got, the trilogy? Yeah, the trilogy is just the guy in the second one. Did two and three go to theaters? No. Take your VHS. That's nuts. Yeah. I mean, they weren't really good, so that's <laughs> most like. That's a little something to do with it. Why? Great job, guys. Bear with me. I have it. September what? September 8th. Something big happened on September 8th. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty good. I mean, I'm also uh, I'm excited to talk about what we have today. There's a couple of horror things coming out this summer that look very interesting. The Boogeyman being one of them. There's a lot of like low key shit coming out. I know that we're getting a new haunted mansion. Yeah, we are. I do know that. Really? I don't know if it's going to be Disney related. I think or it is Disney. If it is going to be more of a horror film, I'm not exactly sure. I'm almost almost certain that it's Disney. Okay. But I don't completely know. 
couple, that new Insidious, the Red Door, we've talked about it a couple times. Yes, the Red Door. I've seen a couple trailers for that now, and that looks fucking awesome. Doesn't and Patrick, it? That looks amazing. Patrick Wilson's really the man, and he's good in those types of movies. He really set in the two franchises with James Wan, with Insidious and The Conjurer. Yes, absolutely. You want to call it, or? Yeah, let's just. I honestly must have ripped it out or something. I don't know. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay. There's something notes. coming out September 8th. And it'll be fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, you want to get into the Dark Pictures Anthology? Uh, I mean, I don't know that much about the anthology itself. Yes. Um, But House of Ashes uh, was a really, really, really good game, honestly. And I'm not a gamer. Yeah. And I want to make that perfectly clear. I'm not. I'm I'm gonna be married soon to a gamer. Yeah. I'm not a gamer. I find no. games pointless. I think they're stupid. I think honestly you could get just as imagination from reading a book. <laughs> they're stupid. Um but this one had a wonderful scary horror element to it. It made Whoa. me jump a couple times, it made me yell. Yeah, and I think that what these things do, just like the quarry until dawn and the other ones, uh because it's so much like a movie and it's so interactive. You got the quick time events and you do have video game elements, especially in this one. There was a lot of points. I noticed shoot. this one was more, uh, this one was quicker. It was quicker. Than yeah. the quarry. And yeah. the thing is, is that if you don't make the decisions within like half a second, People get that's it, up. they're done. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was not like thinking that that was going to happen. I really thought it was going to be like the quarry where I was going to be able to save them at least the second time around. But yeah. this one's like, boom, no more second time. Fuck you. Yeah. And I think what Supermassive Games has done is something that I really enjoy because I feel like it's like one of those companies that I feel like they started just to make stuff for us mm-hmm. and like people like us that like this type of shit. And like when I was a kid, I always wanted something like this. Like yeah. you have like five, six playable protagonists. You go through a horror movie and if you fuck up, they die. And it just seems like such a cool, like, unique... I'm surprised other companies don't do it. Yeah, the fact that, the fact, the fact that you, it is a play-along game and you get to pick your own yeah. destination, basically, is very interesting because Daniel and I actually had two separate gameplays. Yes. He played by himself, yes. and then he played with me, and he said, like, it was completely different. Yes, and I'll get into my other one a little bit at the end, too, to compare and contrast, but if... It's completely different. And that's the thing about this is because you look at it and it's like, especially I think this one has a $30 price tag or something. Mm-hmm. And you look at it and you're like, this is like a six hour game. This almost isn't worth it. But then you look and you're like, well, I can play this thing three, four times and get completely different scenarios. And not even just like, oh, one person dies and he's not there for like completely different endings. Yeah. Like like the short, the story just shifts in a completely different direction that it wasn't going to before yeah. it's one of the best it's not like like when telltale first came out with the walking dead and they had their version of game of thrones they got all these ips and were making story games they had the decision thing too but a lot of it would be like a decision made somebody pissed off at you for a little bit exactly. or it would never really affect like the story never really yeah. like a game changer no never they always were going in one direction and you kind of knew and your decisions would do little shit along the way but it would never really shift the big picture whereas yeah this there's like 16 17 different pig pictures and you can you can have totally different outcomes with totally different people and like a whole different ending just everything about it mm-hmm. and all the games that supermassive games have done so far from my knowledge have done that 
Uh, little Hope, the Salem Witch Trials, was a little, it felt a little like it could have, it, it was leaning towards one direction the whole time, but the rest, it's like, wow, this can be completely different. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's my favorite thing about these games. And I yeah. think that's what they do really well. Uh, when they try to be a video game too much, it's a little like, all right, hold up. Like, I think the devil in me, the new one, we'll get into that when, when you get to play it. Mm-hmm. I won't talk about it too much, but. If, that's actually a horror movie coming out as well. Oh, sweet. The devil in me? Yeah. Hell yeah. It, it's not based on H.H. H. Holmes. Though. Is it like just the title? Or is I'm it the not exactly okay. sure what it's based on. It's just called the devil in me. Okay. But, but that one, I felt like that put too many gameplay mechanics in because I feel like these, these are supposed to be like a movie. And the fact, and you're not playing these for these big, like, oh, there's tons of these things around me and I got to shoot them all down. You're playing this for like a intense moment where shit's about to go down and you yeah, might Yeah, like you're stop. making those intense decisions. Yeah, like you're really you're there. there. Yeah. And I think that's just what it does well. And the director of this, Will Doyle, who's made all these games from my knowledge, he's this older bald gentleman with a great uh, gray goatee. And he's hilarious. And he seems to really love these. And you can tell the the studio and the people behind these are true fans of horror. Oh, absolutely. So that that's just a little bit on the cup. Horror movies. We're talking about like horror in general. Yeah, fictions, like, writing Edgar Allan Poe, like shit like that. Like they devil really deep, especially in House of Ashes, they devil really deep into history of horror. Mm-hmm. And this one, we're gonna get into it right now. Um, they did. It's shortly after nine eleven. Yes. And so you have a new cocky colonel coming in. His name is Eric. He is actually married slash separated to the original corporal of that team, which uh, colonel of that team, which was um, Rachel. And then Rachel was seeing another Marine named Nick. Yes. And they were also accompanied by Jason. Jason Kolchak, yep. And another guy, I can't remember his name. We, you already said Salim, right? And say Salim. I was naming off Semper Fi first. That is this. Oh, uh, those are the Semper Fi playable characters. Yes, and, and you are right. Merwin, uh, Sergeant Merwin, who's the technician. He was the the Asian fellow that was with them, and a very and kind Joey, of badass. Right? And, and Joey, yes. Yeah. Who I'm pretty sure the actor plays another like, main character in one of the other games, too. Okay. But, uh, yeah, Joey so, and Merwin and them. Basically, Rachel tells her team, like, look, Eric's taking over now. There's really nothing I can do about it. So you guys are just going to have to listen to him. Yes. And they're not happy about it. They're not pleased. Because Eric basically feels that they need to go to Iraq, just one place. Because even though it looks like something not, like, you just want to look with, He's going in there thinking that they're still at war. Yes. Once they get over there, this gentleman named Dar, who's the head of the Iraqi army, once goes and gets one of his strongest soldiers, Salim, who really just wants to see his fucking king. Yeah, he's Republican Guard. He had no choice. They, that was like a draft. Like, what's your 18, you're in. It's yeah. one of those type deals. So they went and they got him and they told him he needed him. Yeah, he just so wants to see his he son. He had to name. go. And all he wanted to do was to see his son. Yes. And it was apparent the entire time. Like he, I mean, he did say it a few times, but he didn't even have to say it. That's how apparent it was. Salim, especially in our story, I think is the emotional beat of the whole game. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
But they travel into these tunnels and shit. Eric is so determined that something's got to be going on, and the Iraqis are up to no good. Yeah, he's got that blah, big blah, 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 system. Blah. He's got that system. They're careless. looking for weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. Yeah. They're looking. They got Salim's like underground weapon silo. They think. Yeah. And meanwhile, what they don't know is that they don't got shit besides a bunch of fucking creatures that are now at their throats. Yeah, and uh, they just started a war. Yeah, they did. Basically, and they ended up trapped underground in this like tomb. It was very Egyptian-like for being in Iraq. I will have to say. Yes. I was very Egyptian women's kind of kind of thing going on. There was even a thing with Cleopatra. So very historical filled though. I will have to say that was very interesting. Oh yeah. Um. And- like you said, it kind of helped make the history of it because, like, the quarry was cool, and they did give you a little clues about werewolves. Like, you could find out the story before you found out it was werewolves in the quarry, but they don't really go into the history because it's supposed to be, like, a slasher camp thing. They don't – this really does give you that mythological, like, you're finding scrolls and you're finding different letters and shit. And fi- and that's and one of my – you're finding out different things. Yeah. Like, a crucifix won't work, but if you get them out in the sunlight, it will. Yeah. And then later on, and if you pay attention and you, when I brought those up, you would get closer to the TV and you would read each one out loud. A lot of people probably just end up, me on my first playthrough, oh, I'm picking it up, cool, put it down, I don't give a fuck. But when we knew that, you and me were in a situation later where we chose a rifle or a crucifix. And we chose the rifle because we knew the crucifix wasn't going to do anything. It didn't seem like it did that much damage, but we didn't die. Who knows if we did the crucifix, if things would have been differently. Yeah. You know, so it's little shit like you can get clues that will help you later in the game that you might not even know, you know. Absolutely. And there's totems and stuff everywhere with hieroglyphics. And there's also this guy's journal that you can tap into that he has several entries on because his wife is basically becoming one of the creatures. Yes, Randolph is his And, name. yes, Randolph is his name. And that was really cool, too. I yeah. mean, like Daniel said, I've read a lot of the stuff, but some of the stuff I didn't read was in the cutscenes of his journal. Yeah, for Randolph's journal, you flip it, and then they get like a, a whole little side story, like animation-type movie deal with it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very cool, and it's a nice it works, little layer though. to it. Yeah, it does yeah. work. It definitely works. I will have to say one thing that they did really well is having character development, no matter what 100%. you choose. 100%. Because I chose a lot differently than Daniel would have, or Daniel did, and he even said that we got a lot more character development and personality. Yeah, which is crazy because... Well, I think the same amount of people died for us, but people died earlier in our playthrough, but it still felt like they were more fleshed out characters. Like, I felt like I had more of a, uh, I had more scenes almost, but I felt like our stuff, like, it just felt like more of a cohesive story with everything that was going on and everyone, like, even the people that got snuffed out early, it's like, that was their ending, that was their character, that's the way that they were supposed to go. And then you might get a scene later that closes them off even more. Which was really cool uh, about our playthrough in particular. Like, I, I thought character development was like a 9 out of 10 on this. Yeah. Like, every everybody, even like Eric, who was like a douchebag and even kind of a simp, and he was he was still like, you kind of wanted him to make it. 
And and you still kind of cared about his situation with Rachel. And he said that his wife, you know, is over him and he's figuring it out slowly. And it's just, there's little story elements, like when they're talking in there that really help. And like with Nick and Jason and the stuff to point where they shot an innocent woman and it's really bothering Nick. And that, Mm -hmm. that's like a thing that gets brought up throughout the whole game. And that is a very true event as well. Yeah. A lot of soldiers, a lot of soldiers came home with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, because they had to shoot innocent people. 100%. So that's what we were basically watching Nick go through, Yeah. is the start of PTSD, basically. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's like kind of a hard soldier. And Jason, as far as, and we're going to keep going into the story a little more, and and just to preface it for people, our story might be completely different from yours. So if you yeah. play it and you're like, what the fuck were they talking about? It might just be a little different. A lot, Some of the beats might be the same. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, the finale, like, uh, the big attack and stuff, that might mm-hmm. be the same. But a, a lot of things are going to be different for us than other people. But Jason, I thought, had one of the best character arcs of the whole game to where he, he went from a fucking asshole. Yeah, he went from an intolerant, yeah, he didn't give a shit. To being a compassionate friend, not only to Nick, but to even lower his racist guards down and become friends with Selene so they could both get out of there. Absolutely. It went from, I hate every one of these people and I want to see them all burned to death to, I'm going to make sure this guy gets out and sees his son. Yeah. Like, and that, that really made me like feel for him. And even like me and Sharon wanted to hate him on my playthrough because his voice is kind of, he's got that, that Southern twang to him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh, this guy's going to be a dick. But it's like the whole time. It's like, Jason's fucking cool. <laughs> like Jason's actually a really good guy. And everybody had like heart to him a, a little bit. Uh, Eric was missing a little bit. Like he was like one that it's like, if he dies, whatever. I saw a little bit of heart come out of him when he would argue with Rachel yeah, and he was like, and then he fiddled with his wedding ring. Yeah, because he was trying to save their marriage. Because you could tell yeah. that he really did so love her. Yes. So I mean, but I did make him want to cut her loose. <laughs> he was. We had a situation where she was dragging me down the cliff, and I had two choices: either let her drag me down and we both go down, or I cut her and let her go by herself. So I cut her. And let. Let's, because we haven't really gotten into Miss Rachel yet. This is Ashley Tisdale's character, the person on the cover. One of the big, because for a lot of these, besides the coin until dawn where they have a bigger budget, a lot of these dark pictures games, they get like one big star, right? And, and then the rest are like kind of probably lesser known actors, but that's okay. But Ashley Tisdale was kind of the bigger star for this thing. And she was Rachel King. She is, uh, I don't think she's a colonel, but she's like a an operative in her own right and like leads a team and leads the Semper Fi group and shit like that before Eric takes over. And she's his ex-wife. And I do, no matter what you want to say about her, I know you're not a fan. And I know a lot of people aren't fans. But I do think she does a pretty good job at this particular performance and making it believable. Towards the end, I started voting for just a little bit. Towards the end, I put her through so much shit (laughs) that it's like, if you don't survive then I have no respect for you. I mean, she didn't survive, so I don't no. have respect for her. No, she didn't make it. But, still. Yeah, but she just kind of had this hot-headed, like, like boss, and just 
Jason introducing her in the beginning is the queen bitch, and then we'll get around to that at the end. But when he and then Eric's like, "That's my wife," and, and, and she's just—I really liked her character with, with other people in the way, and her stuff with Nick was very sweet. And that like back scene that we got later mm-hmm. of how they kind of got together and stuff. But she was very tough. Which she was, was tough. Different. She had a tough exterior. Yeah, and that was different from the Ashley Tisdale that a lot of people know. Yeah, she was really like a boss ass bitch the whole time. And I, I thought she, and like she's fixing shit. Like a couple of times we screwed up a couple of buttons so she wasn't as bright as she might have been. <laughs> but she she did think quick in some situations. Uh, she didn't shoot that vampire with, with the rail gun when she needed to. But there are some times where, and, and basically, and the premise that we were kind of getting to is all these characters are a lot. You got the, the American and then Salim and, and the kind of the way yeah. more confrontational Iraqi uh, Adar and they're stuck in this like ancient mythological cave with vampires which we and not like Dracula vampires no but like the kind of vampires you would see from like history books yeah like old school vampires yeah and they really and I like the backstory of the vampires and this goes back to like reading the clues and shit just like the sensitivities to music and how they used to be like a peaceful people and they really did flesh out the creatures mostly in this yeah and I like the way that they didn't do the whole oh I have to bite you and you have to bite me back and whatnot. no they made it so if you just got scratched you would end up having some of their DNA in you yeah I mean, I don't think you would turn full vampire. I do think in order to do that, you do still have to do the drinking of blood and whatnot. Yeah, I think they have to, like, bite into you, I'm pretty sure. Because yeah. Salim did take a pretty big wound, a scratch wound. Remember when Salim got fucked up through the yeah. stomach? And they never went back. I don't know if that's a plot hole or if it's just that you really have to drink the blood. Yeah, so, um, but I do think you can still become infected. Yeah. With some sort of parasite. And that's actually what happened to Rachel. And they were able to extract the parasite from her body when she was dead. And um, that's what I like about this, though, is that they remain very true to the original folklore of vampirism. Yeah. A lot of people, when you think of vampires, people think of, like, Interview with a Vampire or The Little Vampire or, of course, Twilight. And, like, it is just, that is just so, like, asinine, backwards, fucking think, oh, Lamar. Yeah. And I used to love Twilight. I mean, I used to be a huge fan. Every once in a while, I still put it in in a DVD if if I'm feeling kind of sappy. I was a big Twilight guy. But, (laughs) but I just, now that I know everything that I know about vampires, it's silly to me. Yeah, and... It just, if they, I mean, you couldn't do it, like, you couldn't do it here with, like, Edward running around the cave. You know? yeah. I don't think it would be as scary. No. I think it worked with the creatures that they went with. But I think there's room for also, like, the true blood and the people that love shit like that. It's like, you guys can have that. And that that is a sector of vampires, and I'm not going to deny it for what it is. Exactly. It's just, it annoys me a little bit, like, Vampire Diaries, too. It's just a little bit... They could be a little bit more educational. They could. They could have a little bit more thought to what they're doing. A hundred percent they could. So, but, I mean, that's just but based on time and budget and everything else, so you don't know what went into it. As far as, 
I will say the one negative thing, and I don't want to like critique it too bad because this is strictly on budget because this is produced by Bandai Namco, and which is not as big of a company as 2K. Mm-hmm. So Supermassive Games, the guys that put the games together, they're the same. But the people that you know distribute the game really help with the budget and stuff. That's why to me the quarry looks a lot nicer than this. Yeah. I do think it's still a pretty game, and it still does stuff with with the darkness and, and with the caves, and it does have good scenery, and it does look like nice and polished. But the quarry really looked like a big budget cinematic, like masterpiece type movie, and this one kind of it looks like a video game a little bit still. You know, it, it still had that movie. It never took me out of it, but I could tell that oh, this one costs a lot more than this one. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. But I still, it didn't take me out of the game. And I thought, like, creatures, the vampires look beautiful. Uh, all the scenery, the faces, they did pretty well. Like, Ashley Tisdale looks like Ashley Tisdale for the most part. Uh, there's a They made her a little different, but mm-hmm. I, I, I do. But graphically, I, I think it's okay. I just think you, you can tell that they don't have 2K next to it. Or, like, yeah. until dawn with it, when it was a PlayStation exclusive. You, yeah. You can just tell. But for being lower budget, though, I do have to say that they did their damn best. Yeah, and it still looks great. That's why I don't want to take anything away from it either, because it still looks pretty good. But mm-hmm. you can just tell. Yeah. It's just the difference between, like, a Hollywood movie and an indie movie. Exactly. You can just you can tell just by the surroundings and yeah. everything. Um, I would like to say that I did get the best kill. Okay. And it was even acknowledged by Xbox itself, guys. Yeah, we got the achievement. I got a fucking achievement for this. Because I screwed up and had Ashley Tisdale die. And a vampire ate her face. You're damn right he did. So I got the Xbox Achievement Award or whatever for the best brutal kill. Yeah, that shit was nuts. And... It was one of those, and I want to get into some other kills, too, because like Merwin and Joey, but this one is so fucking major, and it probably is the best kill of the game, uh, That w- at least the one that we got, yeah. because she is such a badass, and you had a choice, either run or go to the railgun, because they're going into this like this part of the cave that they're in, and they need to get the fuck out of there, and Jason and Nick are already running, and she's like, all right, Eric's gone by this point, I believe. And she's like, all right, I'm going to go. To, you're like, I'm going to the gun. That that was your decision. We're going to the fucking gun. You grab, you go to the gun, and then you have to point, and you just get there a little, little you slow. You only have a second. Yeah. That's the thing. It is fast. And all the, these are hard. I fucked it. Like I said, people die on my playthrough, too. So it it is very hard. And, and you can, we, we were actually on the normal difficulty. In this game, you can make it challenging. Oh, wow. Yeah, you can actually with, up. With the quarry, like, you had at least, like, three or four. About like two minutes, two or three minutes. Yeah. To make a decision. Here I felt more about like fifteen to thirty <laughs> seconds. I will say I played all the games and I feel like the quarry is the easiest with that. Yeah. I felt like it was the easiest to keep people alive with the QTs and stuff. But here I just think with her and you almost shot it, and it worked well as a scene. It didn't feel like that she was just very slow. It just felt like you went quick. You you didn't get the shot quite enough, and he fucking, you know, fucking ram-bass your ass. And he fucking grabs – the vampire grabs you fucking – and then he just, oh, my God, right through the stomach with his hand. Just Because I was like, oh, they might give you – like, you might be able to get – I was like, ah! Oh! Yeah. 
And then it's like, all right, she's it's over, she's dead. And then he starts eating her face. It's like, oh gosh. And what I will say is they do really well because she does. I will. I won't spoil too much, but she does come back later as a vampire, and her face is all fucked up. So it does. They do show you that. Oh, she got her face eaten. You yeah. can tell. But she got fucking destroyed right there, and it's like, no, Rachel. Like we, because especially after she fell in the cave and she came back in the blood with Clarice, and then she abandoned Clarice. It was like, and Clarice was a good character too. Yeah. I think she was a nice, helpful side character. Yeah. And I feel bad what happened to her. We didn't really get to see her come back, though. She just left her, uh, which was kind of cool, though, too. I feel like I had no other choice but to leave her because she was already infected. Yeah, she was going to fuck you up. You were going to die earlier. if It wouldn't have been good if Clarice was on board with the group, I don't think. But uh, And she never came back for one last scare like a lot of the other ones did. Yeah. But, uh, but. Ashley did, but she get, that kill was fucking awesome. And I will say, it made it a horror movie, too. Yeah. That's why it's like, you can say, if we didn't, if you took out the video game controls and you just put actors and you had someone watch that as a movie, I feel like they would be satisfied with that horror experience. I know? was. Me, too. I was definitely satisfied by it. I felt like it was a movie that we just got done watching. Yeah, there was, like, two survivors. They, they made it. They had a really good moment. The rest of them just got fucked up and... It was like a good horror movie with like good plot, and I, I liked all of it. Another, some of the side character kills I will go to too. Merwin, we got. I feel bad about Merwin. We have some practical kills yeah, in this. Merwin. Merwin, and on my first playthrough, I got him. I had him all the way until we fixed the radio, and you know that was later in the game. Mm-hmm. And then when he fixed the radio, Dar shot him in the head. Ah. And that's how Merwin went for me. And then I got an achievement, and it said that's my technician. Uh, but in this one, he got fucked up by the vampires early. I was, Nick committed murder here. <laughs> and it was, because Nick was very upset about what happened at the checkpoint, but he never brought up how he kind of killed Merwin on accident. Because I had him holding Merwin's mouth the whole time, because if we made noise, the vampire was going to fuck us up. But I did it a little too aggressively, and I never let go of my hand, so I killed him. Yeah. <laughs> I just held him. I just held his mouth, and he died. And then yeah. Merwin just passed the fuck out. And then we ran away. And then the vampire grabbed his body. And it was like, what the? It was hilarious, but it was like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. Uh, and then Joey got fucked up. Oh yeah, Joey got shot and seemingly killed him in the beginning in the whole terrorist confrontation. But then in the caves, we find out Joey got turned into a vampire. We traveled his voice, found his glasses and stuff, poor kid. And then him and Jason, I believe, right? It was Jason? Nick. They had, oh, it was Nick? Yeah. Him and Nick had the confrontation, like, right above, because there was, like, a lower, even lower level of the cave where all you could hear was the vampire noises. It was, like, hell down there, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were fighting on top. And then I believe Eric came to save the day for that one. He, yeah. he had his little shining light thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that fucking made Joey set a flame and then fall into the catacomb. Yeah. But uh, that was a cool one, too. And those two and Clarice, I do think that they were good side characters. And I do think that they helped. And because it's good to have those around because it's like if all my main, like if we just were really good at this game and kept everybody alive, it's nice that it's still a horror movie and a few people died. You know what I mean? Uh so it was it was nice to have them. The two other main character deaths we had, we have to get into. One was poor Eric. During the confrontation with Dar, Eric got killed very practical. And it was funny because in the end credit scene, the one guy's like, at least someone died here normal. 
I thought that was a funny line. Yeah. But he was kind of held hostage by Dar. He tried to run away and sneak back to the group, and he got shot, like, right through the back or something. Yeah. And he just, a pool of blood, he was dead, and then he got dragged away by the vampires. Yeah. And that really emotionally bruised Rachel. You could tell that hurt her, and she was not happy with the situation. And I'm, I would go as far as to say, if she does, if she makes it out of that little scrap we had with the vampires, I would say that she would convince them not to side with Salim and them. Yeah. Because she was pretty pissed off about that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was and Nick, Nick, I. You, I'll give you, you can have your top kill to Rachel. I'm going to give my top kill to Nick. I felt so bad for this asshole. But it was the very end. We're in this, like, it almost seems like hell, but it's green. It's not red. You pointed that out. Yeah. And it's very, there's this big, like, egg-shaped cocoon. And Sharon, when I first played, she's like, that looks like Halo. Like, and then you shouldn't go into the green because it can, like, suck you up, like, put sand. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... It's bad, and there's gargoyles. also awakens the other vampires, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah. And there's gargoyles everywhere. When you and me were Salim and Jason, I stepped on one of the fucking things, and I woke all of them up, and I almost got us all fucked. Oh. It was nuts. And then Nick came and saved the day, which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but then this big confrontation is this big egg, and we got to f- fucking plant the dynamite we have left, which is very little, and try to explode this thing. The fuck out. And Nick's their dynamite guy. Nick's the dynamite guy. He said, I'll do it. Hoorah. And Nick was badass the whole time. He would smoke a cigarette. He would say, hoorah, and just say cool shit. Nick was like our resident cool motherfucker. And I felt bad for you because he was your one request that lived. I, I fucked that really up. wanted him to live, guys. I really did, but Daniel wanted Rachel to live, and I got rid of that bitch as soon as I could, but I guess it's a good club for us. Yeah, we're even. Yeah. Uh, but he he is uh, he was hilarious, but he, he came in through and really saved the day at the end, and we and you, or no, I had the decision, but I think I asked you what to do, and it was retreat or advance, and it was pretty like known if we advance, we're kind of screwed. Yeah, And we just kept going and kept planting the dynamite. And Jason's like, it's not looking good, brother. And we talked about Jason and Salim and how that became a friendship. But Jason and Nikki was probably my favorite bromance of the game. Okay, yeah. Because those two at the beginning. And I, Jason and Salim in that moment and everything, I think it made the, the movie. But him and Nick in the beginning and him talking them through the stuff with the checkpoint. It's like they were really good, like, Marine brothers, you know, that had each other's back. And... Jason's telling him, like, dude, it's not looking good, bro. Like, you're fucked. And he's like, thanks for having the balls to tell me. Real quick, guys, I just, found, <laughs> I just found my thing, and it's The Nun 2 Ooh. that is coming out September 8th. And Haunted Mansion will be out October, um, August 11th. Very good. Yeah, none too looks exciting. I'm glad we got to that. Yeah, sorry. I, I, was, I was, yeah, I was flipping through all the pages. I was like, it's gotta be here. That's badass. Uh, so Nick sacrifices himself, mm-hmm. and I don't know if he could have lived, but I fucked up the breathing thing, which is my least favorite QT in this fucking thing. Take away the breathing. It's thing. so fucking dumb. It sucks, and I know it makes it like a horror movie when it's like I can hold my breath. But it's like, I like the choreo, just hold the button and then don't hold it. Why do I have to press it twice in a exactly. row? Exactly, the fucking... press it in a row and whatnot. Like, that makes it like a fucking like, music game or something. Yeah. Like well, you're doing a heartbeat, not, yeah. and it's not breathing. That's why it doesn't make sense to me. You're supposed to be holding your breath. Why are you yes. doing, doing a, heartbeat? a heartbeat? Exactly. 
and it was fucking bullshit, and I fucked it up. And then the vampire just ate my stomach away. It was nuts. He just fucking, he fucking threw me to the ground, grabs Nick, and just starts eating his guts. And Nick's sitting there all blended, or bloody and dead. And it, w- it was pretty bad. Yeah. And this game actually includes over 60 death scenes across the main characters. But uh, this, Nick was a hard one to watch. But then we eventually got Salim and Jason out of there. And they really, and, you know, they're in the elevator going up. And Jason's like, RIP, Nicky. But they're looking at each other like, you know, we did this. They go up to the cave, or they go up, they make it on surface. And Jason's like, fuck yeah, he's going ham. Salim's like fucking feeling the dirt and shit. And then why don't you tell people what happened? Because we got a so, really good last I get Salim. I can't forget. I don't know the last year. You do it. Oh, the, well, when we're on the surface, and one last scare, you think the vampire threat's over, and then we hit an eclipse. Oh, yes, yes, the eclipse. So out of nowhere, it's, Mother Nature's just like, fuck you. you got to fight them for like 10, 15 more minutes now. Yeah. And they all just come out of nowhere because eclipse is basically when the moon covers the sun. Yeah. So there is no light. And they were able to capitalize on that. And I thought that was really, really cool. And I really give it to the people that made this because that was something that easily could have been left out. Oh, yeah. But I appreciate that they put it in there. It was a perfect final scare. It was a perfect, oh, the threat's over. And it's like, it trained us the whole time to think, oh, the vampires are in the caves. We get out of the caves, no more vampires. Mm -hmm. So then, and it it also throws that in for horror heads and people that, and also astrology people (laughs) that know about eclipses. And it's like, uh, not astrology, whatever the fucking astronomy, I don't give a fuck. But people that know about that shit, they can kind of think, and then when it happens, like you were like, oh, an eclipse, an eclipse. Yeah. And it was fucking awesome. But we get out and we're like, oh, this is over. Every, like, I didn't think anything was going to happen. And then the eclipse happens and they come back out and we could have easily died. There was like a lot of, that was the most intense part of the game. Yeah. So somehow we made it with both those guys out, but it was very hard. Yeah. And then we get the most tender, sweet moment of the game. So Liam gets to go home to his son. I didn't even know this existed because after, because I played it once and I was kind of, I was smart to the idea of like, and I'll say it because we're getting towards the end, but they kind of get captured by the U.S. government at the end because this is a cover-up deal and they don't want anyone to know about it. So if you were down there, like, you're kind of in quarantine a little bit. I was worried because Salim didn't make it out for me. I was worried that Salim's going to get fucking caught and never see his kid. But Salim's like, no, I'm walking home and I'm going to go see my son. And him and, J- and Jason goes up to him, gives him a handshake, and he's like, you know, your boy. Yeah, he's like, go see your son, brother, or something like that. And it was very sweet. And to me, it was the best ending that you could possibly get for this game. And oh, poor Jason. Poor Jason, and it sucks, and he gets to stay home. And then the helicopters come, and oh, fuck, he's screwed. And we find out this is all a cover-up deal. Uh, the U.S. government knows about the vampires and shit, and they don't want anyone else to, to find out. It's a very well done end credit scene mm-hmm. to where they're walking around in the hazmat suits. And based on, because I had a totally different gameplay, my first, my end credit scene went very different. And they're going in the different chambers and they're like, this is what happened to this person. This is what happened to this person. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, Salim made it past the border. We couldn't track him. So they did, like, 
that was the one happy ending of this game. Because besides that, it feels very bleak, right? Like, oh, everyone's can't. Oh, this sucks. But mm-hmm. it's like, oh, Salim got to make it. Good for fucking him. Go see Zayn, buddy. Have it. Tell him to have a happy birthday. Because it was Dean's birthday, right? Yeah, Jay, yeah, that's the other thing Jason said is said, wish him a happy birthday for me. Exactly. So that's what I think stuck out to me the most, and that's why I, I totally wanted Celine to win. Yes, and that's why it was very sweet. And, you know, Jason's getting, and they're like, you fucking, you worked, you cooperated with an Iraq soldier, and he's like, you weren't fucking there! And he's like yelling at him and shit, and, and then they see all the dead bodies and stuff, and and the one thing... Because Eric was very racist towards him. Eric or Jason? When he, Eric. When yeah. Salim first showed up and he was trying to help them and he said, come on, just put down your weapons and whatnot. And then Eric captured him. There was no need for that. Yeah, Eric was very forceful and like treating him like the enemy. Even when Salim was asking him about Rachel's name and trying to like be cool with him. And Eric was not happy. Yeah. Like, dude, drop the bravado. Jason and Nick were much more, and it took Jason some time. Nick, pretty much off the bat, was like, what up, dude? Like, we can be cool. I don't know. Like, let's get out of here. Like, I shot an Iraqi woman in the face a couple of <laughs> Yeah, years. like, I'm, I'm down to make peace. I, I need to make penance here. But Jason was very much like, fuck you, fuck everybody. And, and then he ended up just being cool with him. And that was... To me, that's one of the best relationships in the game, mm-hmm. and it really does make the ending feel like much more sweet. It was a bromance. It was a bromance, and it was a very sweet ending. And the cutting of the tie to Rachel, because we, we did mention that you cut her loose with Eric in the cave. Mm-hmm. And then we get her, well, we're about to escape before the eclipse, but we're about to get out of the cave. She, we, Jason's looking at this waterfall. He's like, what the fuck is that? And then you see a vampire Rachel pop out for one more scare. And then she's climbing up the rope. And then we get a perfect call back to the beginning. And Jason says, long live the queen. And he cuts the rope and she falls down (laughs) into the thing. And it was just a perfect, like, in my other game, Rachel and Jason made it out. Okay, so to you, that was the perfect callback. Yeah. It, 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 well, he says queen bitch in both games, but he said it in our game, too. He said she's the queen bitch. Yeah. And then at the end, to be like, long live the queen, and then she fucking gets cut. And it's like, it was still kind of a nice ending. You Like, you feel bad for her, but it's also like, that's how that character was supposed to go. I feel like the way that I went with the game, that around halfway through, it was kind of evident that Salim and, uh, and Jason were going to make it out. Yes. Those definitely seem like the two. It felt at the beginning that Rachel could be the main character. Rachel and Nick or something like that, or the Rachel, Nick I'm and I'm sure Eric. they're probably supposed to be, honestly. I'm in sure a way, there's probably they, they a few runs through where they're the main character. Yeah, and she was in my other one. But it all it did, you're right, like halfway through the game and you, like with the story, it shifted to like, oh, this is Jason and Salim's story. Yeah. And the rest are going to like shit's going to happen. They're going to get good arcs, but this this is going to end with Jason Sweet. Yeah. And I, I think, and I prefer that version of the story. Because my, in my version, just to kind of recap it, Eric does get shot. Eric gets shot by Salim. Oh. Eric, and, because in that thing where Salim surrenders, Salim doesn't surrender because he saw Jason shoot uh, a shepherd before, and we didn't shoot that shepherd. Okay. So Salim thinks these are trigger-happy Americans, and he shoots Eric. He still gets a redemption arc, and him and Jason still end up becoming cool and try to make it out. But then in the end, I fucked up a shot with Jason, and a vampire fucked Salim up right in front of Jason. Oh. Nick still dies, but Rachel and Jason get out, and Jason's like, 
you know, he should have, he, all he wanted to do was see that boy, man. And Rachel's like, he was the enemy. He killed Eric. And he's like, you weren't fucking there. That was war. And that, and that was a good ending too, but it was a very somber, sad, like horror movie ending to where his ours was a nice, like dramatically, it, it went well with the story. Absolutely. I prefer ours, but I, I really, I enjoyed this game. I, I, I thought that everybody did a good job. All the actors in the motion cap was perfect. And I would definitely play this again just to see if I would get a different turnout. And that's the thing about this. And another reason we play these dark picture anthologies, because you know the curator in the mid sequences, right? Yeah. And the curator is kind of like the witch from uh, the quarry or the psychiatrist. They all the kind band. of have like a narrator kind of. Yeah. It's like a buffer throughout the story, a yeah. narrator to help you through. And uh, the curator, there's a different mode for the game. There's the theatrical cut, which we played. And then there's the curator's cut. And in the curator's cut, for one scene in every chapter of the game, mm-hmm. you have a conversation from like the opposite side. So if you're talking as Nick to Rachel, you'll be as Rachel to Nick. So things can go very differently and you get like an alternative scene that you wouldn't have seen it. So oh, that cool. offers more replayability, mm-hmm. but there is like other reasons to go. Like you can get a totally different movie, even if you just play the theatrical. Movie. I still think the curator should be Tony Todd. I, yeah, he would work as that. The guy does a great job, but I agree. Tony I can't Todd. remember exactly what movies he's from, but he's always played kind of a creepy character. Yeah. But I just, feel like they really missed an opportunity to get Tony Todd's voice out there. Because that's what he's known for. He's like the Morgan Freeman of horror movies. I agree, yeah. Like, his voice is very distinct. Like, once you hear it, like, Daniel's even seen me before, like, watching something, and as soon as I hear it, I'm like, oh, Tony Todd! And like, How did you know that? I'm like, just wait a second. And then he'll listen to it again, and I'll be oh, okay. I see it, I see it. No, yeah, absolutely. I think he would be perfect in that. But, uh, yeah, I thought this game did a really good job. I would give it an 8 out of 10. I was going to give it an 8.5, actually, because, um, in my opinion, it it wasn't as pretty as the quarry. Yes. But I liked the story better, and yes. I liked the devil and the history better. Me too. And I liked the more fleshed-out characters. And honestly, as much as it pissed me off having to decide that quickly, in real life, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have to decide that quickly. And it makes it, it gives it some challenge to Exactly. It. So that's why I will give this an 8.5 over the 40, just because yeah. it's a little bit more realistic to me. Yeah. I mean, the quarry, I felt like, was more built for us because mm-hmm. it's the camp slasher Com- yeah. compared to, like, the descent, which is And this. don't get me wrong. It's amazing. Yeah. It's just I feel like this one was more, like, desperate with the decision. Yeah, it was more well done with the decision-making and the actions having, like, consequences. Yeah. Like, well, Corey, it did have that, but it's like you're not really going to screw up a lot of those. And we, like I told our aunt in the car with the Corey – like, they would give you, like, three or four more chances out there to try and save the same person. Yeah. Where in this one, it's, it's like, no, you two. fuck up, you're done. Yeah, you're done. And I think also, because with that big budget and having, like, nine characters, it's a bit overstuffed compared to this. Because, like you said, the character development. Mm-hmm. Like, Laura had a great story. Certain people had great stories in the quarry. But Nick, who gives a fuck, 
fucking Emma who gives a like there's certain people that it's like there's literally no character development because that's the caricature of the character they're supposed to be in it's like a stereotype Mm -hmm. and that's fine and it works for it but this you have five very developed very that can go in different they can be a dickhead they can be a great person very different personality yeah and they can go all sorts of ways but they all feel like very unique different like well fleshed out characters and i think that's what helps us the most almost and they were kind of like a family they were with the whole semper fi shit especially and and like watching salim become a part of that family was a very fun and salim just as a character and like like that the the progressive nature of that character and like like making them say like you know, and he said, like, one of the dialogue choices was, like, you know, you guys started this war. Yeah. Like, he, like he, he really, like, they go into the 9-11 stuff in the Iraq war, and they really do some, like, good picking apart. And, like, there's some, like, good themes in this game that aren't really, like, explored in other media. Yeah, but one thing I had him say, you know what, just because she thinks you're smart doesn't mean you know everything. There are creatures down here, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And we can either shoot each other or try and get out of here alive. Yeah, exactly. I believe he said that to Jason. He did. And, and also the, the the friend of my – the friend – the enemy of the enemy is my friend. Yeah. Pretty much. Enemy of the enemy is our friend. And, and it was just fucking – and he was a really good character for that. And even like my first playthrough where I literally had him shoot somebody in cold blood, but I still felt for the guy when he died. And so like in this, he just – the character has so much heart to him. And my favorite line from him is when he's talking about the vampires and Jason's like, no way. And he's like, my dad used to tell me, if something yeah. looks like shit, it smells like, like shit, shit, you don't have to taste, taste it. it. You know that it's shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's funny. Yeah, it was yeah. such a good line. And it's like, he was funny. He just wanted to see his son. He really was the heart of this. He just really was like, I just want to go fucking see my kid. Yeah. Like, even in the eyes. You could tell when the yes. camera panned over to him. He just had that look of, oh, my God, I want to get out of here. Yeah, he was a really caring guy. And it's one of those things that when we finish all these, we're going to do a character tier list and rank all of them. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And I can see him being like an elite level character. Because I really think he's a well-done, well-written character. What? All right. But uh, let's uh, let's tell the people what we're doing next week. So next week we're going to continue on um, and we're going to do another game from uh, the Dark Pictures anthology. Um, It's going to be the one based in the hotel that Daniel had talked about, The Devil and Me. Okay. And it is actually on the serial killer, H.H. Holmes. Yes. If you don't know who he is, he was a fantastic serial killer like way way back in the day, like I don't even I don't even know if it was 1900 or 1800, but it was way old. Yeah. And he was just a very charming man with charisma and class, and it made you want to be near him. But at the same time, when you were near him, you die. Yes. So I'm very interested to see how they do the history with this one. Oh, me too. I can't fucking wait. If they do double into how bad he was or if they sugarcoat it. Yeah. So. And the thing about this game that I'm really excited to play through with you, because I played this one once before too, but like it, it can be completely different. We know this. It's a real person. 
you know, that's killing everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not a creature. It's not a vampire. It's not a Wendigo. It's not no, a ghost ship. No, it's, it's an actual stereotype yeah. that existed. And to give you a little, to smarten the people, not too big of spoilers, but this is like a copycat because it's late, years later. If they change, it's in modern day. I so was kind of like, wondering that. Yeah, it's a whole copy. It like modern day. Yeah. So I was wondering that. I was thinking either that or ghosts. I'm yeah. not quite sure, but so that makes sense. The fact that it's like a real, it does bring another element to the game that it's like, oh, it's like a slasher and it's a real dude and it's a murder hotel. So this is going to be a lot of fun and it has a lot of cool horror elements. I'm excited for it. I am too. So guys, I'm going to go ahead and give you a hootie hoo. Uh, make sure that you're following us on Blog Talk Radio under the Everything Unscripted Podcast Network. That means that you would get everything from our show to Doug's and Daniel's show, to Eric's show, to everyone on the network. So keep on supporting us on that. As far as the TikTok goes, I've not been able to do anything on it. I'm sorry if you're a really big fan of it, but right now it's just not doable for me. I think Daniel's going to start a Reddit. Yeah. And start putting the phone number up there and whatnot so you guys can call in and give us your thoughts and whatnot. And then also so you guys know, what we're going to be doing is every month or so, we're going to be changing what we're doing. And so since this month was kind of the video game month, next month is going to be focusing on Nightmare on Elm Street and Freddy Krueger. Yeah, I can't fucking wait. Uh, It's going to be a great time. We're gonna start it off with the pre or with the first one. Yeah, we're gonna do the first one versus the sequel. The remake. Yeah, the remake, and then we're gonna do the sequel versus three and four. It'll be good. It's It'll gonna be, be really great. Good. Uh, we'll see everybody next time. All right, next. Who the hell? Who the hell?